0: Luke, chapter 14, verses 1 to 14, and this can be found in your pew Bibles on page 1046. Luke, chapter 14, beginning at the first verse. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to eat in the house of a prominent Pharisee, he was being carefully watched. There, in front of him, was a man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Jesus asked the Pharisees and the experts in the law, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. So taking hold of the man, he healed him and sent him on his way. Then he asked them, If one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? And they had nothing to say. When he noticed how the guests picked the places of honour at the table, he told them this parable. When someone invites you to a wedding feast, do not take the place of honour, for a person more distinguished than you may have been invited. If so, the host who invited both of you will come and say to you, give this person your seat. Then, humiliated, you will have to take the least important place. But when you are invited, take the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he will say to you, friend, move up to a better place. Then you will be honoured in the presence of all the other guests. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then Jesus said to his host, When you give a luncheon or dinner, do not invite your friends, your brothers or sisters, your relatives or your rich neighbours. If you do, they may invite you back, and so you will be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed. Although they cannot repay you, you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. This is the word of the Lord.
1: I'm sure you've all had the honour of being a guest at a wedding. And what do you do when you go into the reception hall? The first thing is you usually look around at the tables and the name tags and find out where you're going to sit, don't you? You could always go up to the top table and plonk yourself down beside where the bride and groom are going to sit. But I would suggest that you might be very quickly ushered back down to your seat Uh, probably red faced and all. I once went to a wedding where um, I saw this couple pick up the name tags off one table and put them (laughs) over onto another table and swap the names. They didn't like the table they were on and they wanted to sit with these other people. I mean, how rude is that? Um, In today's reading from Luke 14, Jesus tells a parable about a marriage feast. In those days, obviously, seating wasn't allocated because you could come in and choose your seat. And Jesus advises that you should choose the lowly seat. Much better to be there and then invited to come up higher than to grab the most important seat, only to be ushered down to the back of the room later. And so today we come and begin a new series in Luke's Gospel, chapters 14 to 19. And we're calling this series, Hearing the Call, and the theme today, Hearing the Call to Humility. It's obvious that theme in that wedding uh, parable, isn't it? Uh, But it's also an important theme in the story at the beginning about the man being healed on the Sabbath. And of course, it's also there in the final instructions that Jesus gives to the host uh, to invite the poor and the sick when you give a party, uh, not just those who you know in the world to do. And so throughout these three stories, God is calling us to humility. We're going to be spending eight weeks in Luke and looking afresh at God's call on our lives. And we're going to do this in the context of the kingdom of God. All of this is teaching about the kingdom. Each week we'll pick up a theme of kingdom living. Jesus said in Matthew's gospel. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be given to you as well. And as we examine Jesus' teaching about the kingdom, I trust we'll be refreshed in this call of God upon our lives, and today especially the call to humility. So we've looked a little bit at that wedding passage. Uh, Let's go back to the first section, verses 1 to 6, and the story at the beginning and then the one at the end. If you've got your Bible handy, Luke 14, it'd be very handy to have it open. And if you're using the Pew Bible, it's on page 1046. 1046. Luke 14. So in these first six verses, we see the story of Jesus challenging the Pharisees and the experts of the law by healing this man on the Sabbath. It's primarily a story about compassion, but there's also a lesson about humility here as well. You see, the Pharisees were very proud of their adherence to the law, and that, in the end, blinded them to the true nature of the kingdom. And Jesus reveals their blindness by asking two questions. The first one there is in verse 3. Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? And what are we told? They were silent. Why were they silent? Well, if they answered yes, it is lawful to heal on the Sabbath, then they'd be seen to be lawbreakers and Pharisees. That's the last thing a Pharisee would want to be seen to be, is breaking the law. If they said no, we're going to enforce the law, they'd be seen as heartless. Towards here, a man obviously in need who wanted to be healed. And so we're told... They were silent. The second question Jesus asks uh, really does show up their hypocrisy. It's in verse 5. If one of you has a child or an ox that falls into a well on the Sabbath day, will you not immediately pull it out? Once again, they are silent. Why? Because the answer is obvious, isn't it? They would if it was their animal. If it was their own child, they'd pull them out of the well, even if it was the Sabbath. And so Jesus is showing up their double standard about the way they apply this commandment about the Sabbath. Uh, They show compassion when it's someone close and something that matters to them, but not otherwise. So a little more humility is required on their part, a humility that would issue in compassion. And then if you look at the final paragraph, uh, verses 12 to 14, where Jesus addresses the host of the gathering, challenging him to make sure he invites people uh, to his house who who don't have the ability to repay the invitation. And Jesus exalts the poor, the crippled, the lame and the blind. Now we're told at the beginning that this is the home of a prominent Pharisee. I don't think Jesus is actually having a go at Uh, this host, this Pharisee. I think he's just wanting to reinforce here a kingdom principle. After all, this host has invited Jesus to the party, hasn't he? And I'm sure this Pharisee was aware Jesus was an itinerant preacher with probably no capacity to uh, issue an invitation back or to pay him in any way. Also, one of the guests would appear to be this man suffering from abnormal swelling of his body. Uh, so it would seem the Pharisee has invited someone who others may have shunned. Uh, but it's simply Jesus reinforcing this teaching about humility that takes a humble person to mix with those on the margins uh, and to act with no thought of reward. So Jesus has some important teaching here about being a guest and being a host. And I trust we've, both been, we've been in both those roles To be a humble guest, to take a lowly seat, not to seek the seat of honour. To be a humble host, not just to invite your friends in the world to do, but also the poor and the outcast. And overall, to be wary of religious pride. Because you know the law of God doesn't necessarily mean you understand the kingdom of God. Uh, If we truly understand Jesus' teaching about the kingdom, it should humble us not make us feel like we're better than anyone else. It should humble us. Now, when you think about it, humility really is an elusive quality, isn't it? Uh, Because as soon as you think you've achieved it, guess what? (laughs) You have got something to be proud about, haven't you? (laughs) There's a a pop song from a few years back, and it ages me a little, I guess, to remember this. But uh, did you hear the song, um, Oh Lord, it's hard to be humble when you're perfect in every way. I'm always in front of the mirror because I keep getting better looking every day. To know me is to love me. I must be a hell of a guy. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble, but I'm doing the best that I can. So how do we pursue humility when it's such a slippery concept and idea uh, and so hard to get a handle on? I think it's important to realise here that Jesus is not just giving us some nice moral teaching to help us be a better person. That's not his aim. What he's doing is teaching about the kingdom of God and calling people to belong to the kingdom. To belong to the kingdom is to take our eyes off ourselves and put them on Jesus. That's how the Christian life begins, isn't it? It's a very humbling place to come to, to realise it's not about me, it's about Jesus. Everything in our society says to us, be self-sufficient, be independent. You're an adult now, you can make your own decisions, you're an autonomous person, go out and win the world, be who you're meant to be. Coming to Jesus is about recognising there is someone else who is Lord, not ourselves. It's about recognising the horrible sin of not acknowledging Jesus and finally bowing the knee to him and saying sorry. And that's a huge challenge to human pride, isn't it? Huge challenge to everything out there that people hold dear. Allowing Jesus to have complete control over your life. That's what it means to say Jesus is Lord. That's what it means. In terms of our theme today, it's, a, it's about acknowledging Jesus is king in his kingdom and we are his subjects. And we hear his call to live after the pattern of the king in each of these stories. And so we care about people, not just rules. We are people of compassion who seek to bring healing to those who are suffering. We may not have the powers of the king to always instantly heal disease, but we can pray to the king. And sometimes, you know, people are miraculously healed. However, sometimes uh, it just means we have to walk with a person with their struggle, with their difficulty, uh, and just show compassion. The kingdom is about showing compassion. Our first story. But secondly, the kingdom is about, about taking the lowly place after the pattern of the king. Philippians 2.6 says, Jesus was in very nature God, but did not consider equality with God something to be used for his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Being made in human likeness, he humbled himself and became obedient to death even death on a cross. Jesus didn't just take the lowest position at weddings. He was a servant throughout the whole of his life. And in Luke, we especially meet the radical Jesus who loved turning things upside down. He associates with the lowly. He touches the untouchable. He calls nobodies to follow him. He accepts the humility and the humiliation in the end of the cross. And we're called to walk after the pattern of the king. And then the third story, the final paragraph uh, about the humility of a host to not only invite friends and relatives, rich neighbours to dinner parties, but to find a place for the lowly and the outcast. And of course, that is the pattern of Jesus uh, in his kingdom. I was reading an article in The Australian yesterday morning uh, about the AFL Grand Final. And it said this, it said, at the ground... Uh, An incredible array of politicians, business identities, celebrities and football legends will descend from 11am for the best networking gig money cannot buy. (coughs) Prime Minister Anthony Albanese will be among the 700 in the Olympic room, as well as opposition leader Peter Dutton. Billionaire Kerry Stokes is flying in from Perth. Gold medal swimmer Ariane Titmus will be there. And power brokers such as Tony Shepherd, Eddie Maguire, Julie Bishop and John Wiley will work the room. I would have liked to have been at the AFL Grand Final. And if it was in that room, all the better, eh? There's nothing wrong with being rich and famous. I, I, I guess someone's got to do it, haven't they? Uh, and some people I'm sure were there just for business reasons, nothing more. Uh, I can't help but think of that lovely homespun advice from Flo Bejelke-Peterson. You Remember what she said? It's nice to be important, but more important to be nice. Yeah. Well, you can put a Christian twist on that. (laughs) The real question is, do those at the top have the humility to make room for the little person, the person who struggles, the disadvantaged? And, of course, Jesus did. Jesus did, and those who belong to Jesus should as well. This Tuesday, there is a forum on homelessness uh, being sponsored by Noosa Council, uh, being held over here at Noosa Church on Umundi Road. And there's a number of speakers coming from various churches and Christian groups uh, from around southeast Queensland who are doing work in this field in, with the homeless. And they're going to be sharing what they're doing, And there will be opportunity to discuss what might be appropriate uh, to do here in Noosa. Now, unfortunately, I'll be in Brisbane on Tuesday and have given an apology. But I know Val Smurden and Mary Cushay are going. There may be others here who would like to join them. So please talk to me afterwards if you would uh, be interested in that uh, and have more details. Parish Council has been talking for a number of months now about the housing crisis in Noosa. Uh, And it's important that the church is at the forefront of providing a response. Uh, That's what it means to humbly follow the king reigning in his kingdom. I want to finish, though, today with a quote from uh, Tom Wright, who says this. He says, Pride notoriously is the great cloud which blots out the sun of God's generosity. If I reckon that I deserve to be favoured by God, I declare that I don't need his grace mercy and love. I also imply that those who shouldn't I also imply there are those who shouldn't have the opportunity to receive his grace mercy and love. Jesus spent his whole life breaking through that cloud and bringing the fresh healing sunshine of God's love to those in its shadow. So my friends it's about hearing the call the call to humbly follow Christ following Christ with compassion, following Christ not seeking personal advantage, following Christ making a place for the poor and those on the margins. Are you ready again to surrender to Christ as your King and serve him in his kingdom?